it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. At Discount Tire, we know your time is valuable. Get 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online. Did you know Discount Tire now sells wiper blades? Check out our current deals at DiscountTire.com or stop in and talk to an associate today. Discount Tire. Let's get you taken care of. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home Internet. Cox is the real home Internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. Back to Celtic State of Mind. I'm Paul John Dykes, and this afternoon I'm joined by Alan Morrison after extra time seeing Rangers beating Celtic 2 1 to go into the Scottish Cup final. Alan, and I was just saying before we went live there that we're going to have to pick through the bones of that performance. We've not spoken about the game since half time in normal time. We obviously gave away the lead, um, it went into extra time 1 1. And we weren't at the races. We, we really weren't at the races during the extra time period. Um, get your comments in on the on the comments field. Where did it all go wrong for Celtic? Who were you disappointed by? And um, yeah, 
I've seen a few comments coming in saying that was up there with one of our worst performances. The biggest issue I've got with it, Alan, is I didn't really see it coming. We're in hmm. good form going into that game today. Um, yeah. Where did it all go wrong for you? Um, you know, I mean, you know, fair credit. They've made, they made it difficult to play against them. As I say, they, they, they pressed Celtic effectively in midfield, made it difficult to build the play. Uh, they attacked Celtic down the left, the, the weak part, the winning, you know, the, the, equ- the equalising goal came from that side once again with another long ball down that channel, which uh, Tavernier crossed into the box. Um, I, I, I didn't see it coming from 1-0 up, to be honest. I thought after yeah. one, we went 1-0 up, um, that, sh- that goal that they scored was really the only shot that they had after that period. Um, we looked very, very comfortable and I, I actually felt quite relaxed at 1-0 that we yeah. could see it out. I didn't think they would... They would come back, but actually, you know, fair play. They they got stronger as the game went on. Um, even though I didn't think their substitutes would massively improve them, they 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 did. Um, so you know, sometimes you have to you have to give the other team credit for they, they've they're not going to let Celtic play. Could Celtic play better? Of course they could. That wasn't a great performance. But if uh, if I had to if I had to pick, you know, a poor performance, I'd rather it was in that game than in any of the three league games uh, or four league games because uh, the big prize uh, this season is the league title and that will still have... A, this doesn't actually change anything around the fundamentals of what could happen from next season on. Yeah, I mean, at half-time, we're uh, running polls around the um, likelihood or otherwise of Celtic winning a, a treble should they ha- you know go and win the game today. It didn't happen. Yes, the league is definitely the most important uh, prize at the end of this season. But uh, as I've said before, we were sitting at half-time, Alan. We we looked back, we analysed the first half. We haven't looked at the second half of the game. And I'm just uh, glancing at my notes here, and I think that, you know, my notes besides uh, Taylor um, is reference to a comment that came in at half-time saying that this boy is simply not Celtic class. And then he scores the goal, and it did look as though it could be really decisive. And, you know, I was pretty glad for him, to be honest with you, at that stage. And I did feel that Celtic, uh, since they made the changes, um, had definitely been on top of that game. So in 56 minutes, O'Reilly and Kyogo come in. And I thought they made a massive difference uh, in the, uh, you know, in the second half, or uh, for the majority of that second half. But uh, both of those players, amongst others, did fade in extra time. Is that is that the way that you observed it as well, Alan? Yeah, I, I guess surprised that our intensity seemed to drop off as the game went on. It just shows you it's not as it's not as straightforward as uh, you know not having a game for a week versus a mm. team that's that's been into extra time. It clearly it clearly isn't um, as straightforward as that. And in fact, just on that whole fitness thing. Um, you know, chatting to a pal who who knows more more, more rugby actually, uh, and and there is there is there is this thing about you know sport. You think sports science improves the fitness of the players, but what sports science also does is it, um, it, it, it because it's measure you're measuring everything. If you drop off in training and don't cover as many yards or don't execute as many sprints or your sprint intensity is less, that gets picked up mm. in all of the data. And, and what that means is that, you know, whereas players used to kind of rest sometimes in training or even during games, it gets picked up on now. You actually end up potentially overtraining players. I'm not saying that's what's happened here, but I'm just referencing back to the level of intensity of our training. It, the evidence of today is that, you know, we didn't look the fitter team and you would think that uh, that we should do. So that that is a concern and something which I think clearly we still need a lot, a lot of work to do in terms of that whole sports science side of it. 
Yeah, that is a concern because we've not spoken about the fitness of our team for some time on a Celtic state of mind. That was a massive uh, question mark last season and uh, it's coming in actually from Dick Blake who says fitness been a worry for a few years. I think it had been. It crept in probably 18 months prior to Angie's arrival. Then Ange comes in, he plays a completely different intensity to um, the previous gaffer and I think it took a while for the players to catch up to that. But we've been talking for a few weeks now, Alan, about how everybody is acclimatised, not only to the games, but to the training. So when we go out there today, like we spoke about at the beginning of the game, there's Rangers having extra time just on Thursday. We've had a whole week to rest. They were a lot stronger than us in the extra time period. And that was mm. really surprising. Um, and again, you know, it's back to the drawing board as far as Ange and, and the setup is concerned there, because, you know, I just had this feeling that that would be a huge advantage and it didn't look like an advantage at all. Um, now, I want to run through a few performances because, as I said there, it's sometimes uh, easy to forget about the spell we had in the second half where we were the better side. Um, and obviously, I, I've already said, I think the substitutions were a big part of that. Um, Taylor takes um, the initiative and actually gets a, a you know, m- maybe it was a, a little bit uh, fortuitous because it was a wee deflection, etc. But I thought he took it very, very well. Um, but, you know, importantly, we had another chance, didn't we? Uh, about 10 minutes later and it fell to to Cameron Carter-Vickers now we've seen him slotting a similar chance away on the other side of the goal against Rangers at Ibrox this time he hits the bar and it was one of the moments you just had that feeling at that moment in time that that could have been decisive now I can't I can't actually criticise Carter-Vickers I thought he ran himself into the ground to the point where he was clearly not fit for the last, you know, ten minutes of that game. He was stumbling mm. about, mm. which is why he lost the ball at the very the, the death of the game. Um, but overall, how how do you look at that defensive performance from Celtic? Because by the end, we'd lost Juranovic, we'd lost Taylor. It was all a bit, um, you know, for me, it was a little bit fractured by the end of the game. Yeah, I think you know the fullback positions. We lost uh, a lot of quality there, uh, and then that definitely hampered. And more, it more, it didn't hamper us really defensively because again, they 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 had we we surrendered a lot of possession, so it meant we weren't able to build the game as well because we didn't have that quality in the fullback areas. So they they had a lot of ter- territory. I mean, it was essentially it came down to a fifty fifty game. I think they've had pretty much the same number of shots, the same number of shots on target. Um, you know, it, 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 and so they managed to make it make it a coin flip, which you know we, Celtic did have the greater quality in the squad, but we've not made it made it count today. Um, but you know, so so I think that that those fullback changes were impactful. But as I say, not so much from a defensive perspective, more from a it, we, we 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 didn't have the where Taylor and Juranovic have been really effective as in building the play, dropping into the inverted mm-hmm. roles, and then and then starting to build build the play from there. And we, and we lost we lost that. Uh, and I think that was that was a big miss, especially as I think Jota was struggling f- fitness-wise from quite, you know, about 70 minutes out. He looked uh, dead on his feet a little bit as well, and they, they, they had to keep him on. So you know, we just we just we just couldn't get out. But then you know, fair play. They had they had Kent there that was on the game that was on the pitch for the full game. He, he seemed to be able to keep running. So yeah, it is something that he's looking at the full fitness thing. It was it was unfortunate because when you look at the changes we made, some of them were forced, and, and of course Abada had to go off uh, with an injury as well. Forrest comes on, but I don't know if it was a lack of understanding between Forrest um, and Welsh. But you know this has happened against Rangers before, hasn't it? Between Juranovic and Carter Vickers, where we're basically cut open down that right hand side, um, Rangers left hand side, and it happened again there. It was so frustrating because you've seen Forrest, you know, 
trying his damnedest to get back. He was never going to get back into position, though, Alan. Mm-hmm. And this all came from Stephen Welsh giving away a free kick, probably two-thirds of the uh, way up um, the Rangers' end. It was just a very sloppy goal, I felt, for Celtic to mm-hmm. lose and very frustrating because at that point, I didn't get the feeling that Celtic could pull it back. Was that mm-hmm. was that your kind of feeling at that moment when Rangers went 2-1 ahead? Well, I think even from 1-1, uh, to be honest, we, you know, we, we, I thought we, it 1-1, it, it could get 2. If it went 2, it would probably go 3 uh, before they equalised. Uh, that, that's the way the game seemed to be going. We seemed to have sucked the life out of them. But then when they equalised and after that, we, we, we only had brief moments. Uh, we and it, and it never felt like, you know, it it, I th- it just looked like all we, were, we could really do was hang on. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it, it didn't get any better after, after the equaliser and uh, they definitely got stronger. So, again, you have to say credit to them. Yes, and um, you know it's one of these games. It was difficult. It was a difficult uh, task last season, Alan, to come on on the post match. Um, quite a few times, I've got to say, but uh, we have had it pretty good. I think under Ange Postecoglou. One point I was going to make is that although the, the substitutions made a big difference at the, the start of the second half, I did feel that Kyogo tired, and I think that's understanding. He's you know he's been. He's been out since, I think it was 17 games he missed. He's, he's been out mm-hmm. since uh, Boxing Day and he's only had one game back. So that's understandable. I totally get that. But what I did feel um, is that, you know, the, the Taylor performance that we were discussing at half time, when Maeda went on the left, I felt that Taylor's performance improved. And I think it came down to Maeda's quality in defence. He's seen it time and time again. He's backing Taylor up. He's winning uh, by kicks, you know, on his own touchline, um, and I don't think that's something that Jota gives Taylor or Celtic as a whole. Mm. Um, but again, I think Maeda ran himself into the ground, and uh, there's a good point coming through here from Michael Fern. We spoke about it at the beginning of the game, Michael. 120 minutes on Thursday, then another 120 today, and we couldn't get the better of them. Rangers are well fitter. You look at the three games, um, Celtic Park. I mean, I'm not ignoring the very first game. But, you know, Celtic really were in the, in the midst of a transitional phase. You know, Edward started that game. Kyogo was out left, etc. If you look at the last three games between Celtic and Rangers, Celtic absolutely blew them away at Celtic Park. Then we go to Ibrox, and it was a much tougher uh, game. I think your defensive display in the second half was excellent. I, I'm not going to say Rangers were the better side. They had a lot more of the possession, etc. They played like the home team, Alan. So how would you describe that game there then? Um, were Celtic fortunate to be a goal up or do you think that came at the best um, phase of Celtic's performance throughout the 120 minutes? No, I don't think. I think it, it literally was a, a coin flip game. It was really even. I mean, the, the, the problem, with, with, of course, is disappointment. Everyone thinks, oh, yeah, we've lost. Therefore, the narrative becomes that Celtic were dreadful and, and they were brilliant. And, of course, the reality was that was just a really, really tough semi-final both teams uh, had had some chances, but nobody really dominated uh, the play. Um, I, I would say that they probably um, were able to implement their style uh, over ours, uh, and so so I would probably think, say they just deserved their, their their win. But you know, the, the narrative that oh we were dreadful and they were brilliant is just it's just <laughs> miles from the truth. If, if Celtic had been the ones that nicked the win, it would have been. The narrative would have been the other way around, and it would have been equally as inaccurate. Really, um, I think it's. I think it's disappointing for me that we didn't ever exert any control in the game. But then, if you go back again, like you said, to those two previous fixtures, we, we 
we we let them control possession in those games as well, which is quite mm. unusual because I mean actually Celtic control possession in their games generally to a greater dis- degree than the Rangers do. You know, seventy percent. I think they're normally around about near sixty percent. So actually, Celtic are usually the more possession dominant team. But um, yeah, they've, they've 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 been able to today. They've been able to exert their their uh, you know their style a little bit more. And I think you know they have. You know, if, if, if we'd won the game, I'd be I'd be coming on here, <laughs> baffled by Bobby Madden. Uh, so you know, it was. I know. I know. I know. It sounds like sour, sour grapes, but there was some. There's two tackles there that are that even Kevin Thompson's saying are yellow cards that don't get given, and then there's just the just the continual you know any contact forward fall down free kick, and but that that only seems to work one way. It's just, yeah, uh, you know. And, and, and it does it does have an impact on momentum in the game. It has an impact on field position yeah. uh, and, and, and the amount of pressure that can be exerted. And I would have said the same if we won. <laughs> but hey ho. Well, this is the thing, and the point that we keep making, Alan, is um, pointing out these uh, deficient refereeing performances when we do win. Because you know, if we we talk about Bobby Madden's performance, and by the way, it was appalling today, then people think it's sour grapes. You know, that's not taken away from Celtic's performance, which was also very poor. But he was dreadful. He was absolutely dreadful. And there was a moment nearer the end of the game where Turnbull tries to take the quick free kick and he pulls it back and gives the free kick to Rangers. And he's just he's just rotten. He's absolutely incompetent. And um, you know, people watching watching this might think that that's because we've been beaten we've dealt with the Celtic performance before we spoke about the, the refereeing performance, and the Celtic performance wasn't good enough. Dawn Sorry, Dan, the man, uh, post-match therapy session. Listen, it felt like that for about 12 months um, under Neil Lennon and John Kennedy. And yeah, the biggest thing here is it's surprising that we're having this conversation. Um, And time and time again, I think that you you look at your big players, your big game players. So, you you know, you've seen Jota being a a game changer and a match winner. Um, Hatati, you've seen that. Kyogo, O'Reilly, Rogic. And we, we've got big players who, who can do that for us, Alan. On, on very few occasions will all of those five or six players play a bad game. Mm. Uh, but that's what happened today. Not one of them, you could say, had a vintage performance. Um, you expect maybe two or three of them not to be so good. And, and by the way, I, I mentioned this in the 3 nothing game in, in February. I didn't think Jota played particularly well. Uh, on that particular uh, game uh, sorry the Ibrox game that was I didn't think uh, that Jota was, was good at all in that game but you get away with it if your two or three other um, creative players are playing well mm. and you know can we put it down to bad day at the office Alan are there any other underlying issues that are getting you worried uh, with five games to go in the league well yeah I mean you can't just throw away all the mobile phone companies say they offer home internet but if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. They're solid and coherent performances that have gone before this. You can't you can't just dismiss that in the sort of emotion of the situation. I think you're I think you're right to point out that a lot of players, again, you know, didn't perform on on all at the same time. Um, some of that you've got to give some credit. They weren't allowed to play. Um, some of it might be you know could could Postecoglou have set things up a little bit different. 
O'Reilly came on and he looked, you know, he looked absolute class. You know, his, his ability in tight situations, his ability to take the ball under pressure, to get out of tight situations and make the pass, his vision, it just was just fantastic. But he was probably the only attacking player really that um that you know that that that, that was on on the creative side of things uh was up to the normal standard. So I don't I don't I don't I don't like to fall back into the sort of bad day at the office cliche because, as I say, some of it was down to how how little Celtic were allowed to play, and that you've got to look at as the aspect you have to look at how could have how could Celtic have set themselves up in a way that you know was was more playing into to their weaknesses rather than and you know and how could we have, could we have changed things? As I say, we talked at halftime about putting Maeda on the left, mm. and that that worked actually. That worked really well, as you say. It, it allowed Taylor to grow in confidence. Um, and it, it sort of it stopped Tavernier having the run of that of that of that wing, so things like that did work out. But you know, um, it, it, I think the the, the thing that I'd, I'd be I'm very surprised about was just how the, the the confidence seemed to drop after the equalising goal. That was the that's the one concerning aspect of it for me because all the other stuff is just you know vagaries of form. Other teams setting out to stop you, of course they do. They try and do that in every game. They've got better players than most teams that we play. So sometimes it works, right? But that that drop off in confidence uh, after the equaliser was, was to me the most uh, the, the most alarming thing. Yeah, I mean, if we're sitting here and we've won the game, I'd be talking to you about Carter Vickers having a, a good game. I mean, hmm. th- there was a moment there where there was a treble chance in our six shard box, and Carter Vickers has thrown himself at things to, to ensure that they don't score. Um, that at that point, it was actually their, their second goal because they were actually applying the pressure. At that point, the, the goal came about three minutes after it. I, I probably would also be sitting here talking about Callum McGregor's performance because I did feel that over the hundred and twenty minutes, what he gave us in drive, uh, the, the defensive play, but also going forward, overall was the typical Callum performance that we have grown to expect. So it's all about perception um, after a a bad result. Uh, The treble is off. We now concentrate on five league games. Um, The first thing I'm going to ask you, and it's a point Stephen Sloan has brought up, when I've seen the fixtures, I I did feel that the the Ross County, whenever we play them, but the Ross County away is going to be a tricky fixture. They're they're a club that you know, I, I would never have expected to be in the top six when Malky Mackay took over, yet he's got them in there and uh, we're playing them away, we know how difficult it was in the, the, you know, the other fixture uh, at Dingwall earlier in the season, 97th minute header by Tony Ralston um, but I guess it's a perfect opportunity Alan, for us to regroup and get back to playing our game as Ange calls it, um, hmm. I don't think there'll be any knee-jerk reactions from Ange Postacoglu in terms of selection, what's your thoughts? No. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, maybe O'Reilly might have played his way into the, the starting eleven. I think if Jack Mackis uh, is fit again, then you know he probably comes back in. Um, but yeah, no, you, you, you can't. You can't. I don't think it's Apostolos' style to sort of panic. I think he. I think there will be you know some some harsh words because did 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 some of the players play as well as as they could have done on the day? I don't think. I don't think they did. Um, yeah, and he probably, like you say, he wouldn't have expected all, all of his kind of creative players to, to not particularly have a have a good game all at the same time. So, you know, yeah, um, and I agree with you in terms of if we'd been, if we'd won, you know, we'd have talked about exactly the opposite of what we're just talking about. We've talked about mentality. We've talked about that little bit of quality off the bench, probably. Um, as I say, these things that aren't necessarily <laughs> black and white and binary just because you know, we lost a very, very uh, tight game. So, no, you, 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 we, we've, we've, we've got to this position because we've been playing a certain way. 
Uh, we've been playing it in a very coherent way. The team has been improving as the season's gone on. You don't throw all that away just on the back of one one uh, defeat, albeit a disappointing performance. I think oh. it, if, if anything, if anything, it just again these 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 moments do serve to highlight that we are at stage one of of Postacoglu's rebuild. We are at stage one. There's players he's bringing on. I'm sure he, he you know are, are kind of suboptimal to the way that the team wants to play. Uh, he's probably due another couple of um, transfer windows to really get the squad that he wants to get full of players that are a good fit. So, you know, that none of those things have changed. Yeah, <laughs> there's all those these risks were always there. Um, and as I say, if we win the league, it's it's absolute game changer as far as the Scottish football landscape, an absolute game changer, and that that remains the focus. Yeah, absolutely agree with that. Um, I want to bring in as many comments as possible. It's always disappointing. And by the way, I don't have a compadre today to switch on the subs-only comments. So if we do see any from the other half of Glasgow, they will be swiftly blocked um, because there are a few in there just to answer any queries about a sniper. It's me. So I'm trying to to speak to Alan, read out (laughs) comments and block anyone else who is filtering through. Um, So we've got Matt Sawyers. Now, this is sometimes difficult, Matt, but I'm bringing it up because I think it's a good point. Talk about fitness, referee decisions. What about two good teams giving an audience a cracker of a contest? Near near the end of the game, I heard the commentator saying um, that it was a classic. But because, Alan, I'm watching it from a completely different perspective, I'm taking notes so I can talk to you about flashpoints and observations, etc. I didn't feel that it was because, obviously, I'm not in neutral. Um, mm. Was it? Was it as good as that? <laughs> if, if I'm sitting uh, on the fence just watching that as a football fan? Yeah, I, I don't know that it was full of silky football, but in terms of drama, you couldn't fault it. And obviously, like you, you know, I'm sitting there really watching it passionately and, and, and really wanted it to go one way, obviously. So it's very difficult to, at the same time, objectively look at it. But on the other hand, like I say, it was such a, cl- a close game. All the all the limited number of stats I'm able to get hold of would, would show that it was an absolutely 50-50 game. So in terms of a semi-final, in terms of two teams slugging it out, there were occasions when the bo- it was going end-to-end. There, there were a lot of skirmishes in the box. Both sides hit the post, the bar a couple of times. Um, there were there were balls flashing across the front of the box. So if, if you're a neutral, um, it was probably a, a pretty entertaining and, and tense match to watch. Uh, but I'll, I'll reserve that full judgment till I, w- I watch it back and capture the data when I tend to watch it a little bit more objectively. Yeah, definitely. Even if you watch it again the following day, you know, for the Monday Bulletin, um, you do watch it completely differently when you remove the emotion, Alan. You know what the score is and you're just sitting there to look at how you can structure your, mm. your points that, uh, on the Bulletin. Um, I find it quite interesting, though, because we've gone on a fantastic run, uh, domestically anyway, and there's been a lot of talk about this philosophy that Ange has and the fact that he plays his own game, or or we play our game, rather. Um, And I've delved a bit into his kind of earlier career um, and when he uh, played under Ferenc Puskas, who always said that no matter what happens, there's only three possible outcomes of the game. And part of that has um, fed into Angie's philosophy, whereby he will never waver from his game plan. Mm. And now that that was a a bit of a frustration, I think, in the early days when we weren't winning enough games and we were sitting with a 50% win rate. Um, But going back to what you were saying here, nothing's getting torn up. We, we turn up for the next game, it's still the Ange game plan that we're going to be taking. Yeah, and I don't absolutely. think there's going to be knee-jerk um, mass changes to the, the playing staff. If anything, maybe 
if there's been a few injuries, we'll see a few changes in, in that respect. But it is quite worrying that three or four guys may have pulled up today um, because they're going to be massive uh, in the running. I want to ask you, you know, over the, the whole season, looking at the data that you have um, about Jota. Now, Jota is understandably an attractive player to watch. He's an entertaining player. He does a lot of things that um, stick in your mind and as as an observer, which you know, that's that's how I watch the football, Alan. You know, I could maybe say to you, he's had a good game, and you can prove to me otherwise by saying, well, actually, that one pass that that you can remember, uh, you know, was after five poor passes. And I'm looking at Jota and the Cameron Carter Vickers scenario, and there's been a few comments saying, you know, that that Jota's been off it. Um, I I do agree with Greg on this. I felt there was a few occasions where he was pretty selfish. Um, where he's gone down the left, there's been a bit of space and you can see Kyogo in the middle very frustrated that the ball hasn't arrived um, for him as well. Where are we with Jota? How how well has he played this season um, and should we be making all efforts for both our, our loanees to get signed permanently? Um, yeah, listen, so I, I just checked, you know, so I, I capture, if you look at expected goals, expected assists, so what's your expected scoring contribution? He's an, an all-round forward. So before his injury, his expected scoring contribution was 0.74. Uh, since his injury, it's about 0.61. So that, that doesn't sound a lot, but it's, it is a drop. And actually, those those little, sm- quite small, you know, um, drops off in performance data, you know, can translate in people's minds to being, you know, quite quite large drop offs in form. So there's no doubt that his productivity has decreased. Um, he's a winger. <laughs> he's a player who gets, as I said, I think the the in, in, in a normal game that Celtic would play in the league, he would get the ball a tremendous number of times. And if he made a poor decision, and people people talk about selfish, selfish is a very emotive word. I prefer to think about it as decision-making. You know, what, what, Are you making the right decision in that particular situation? And, he, and his decision-making isn't always perfect. Again, he's a relatively young player. Mm. He, he, he will learn. Um, he, he can get away with it in games against your average SPFL team because just through sheer volume of the number of crosses he's attempting, the number of dribbles he's attempting, the number of shots he's having. But in a situation like today where he's up against a better quality of opposition and, and possibly in some of the European games, you know, he has to make he has to make the much rarer um, moments of possession uh, that he has um, he has to make them count more, mm-hmm. and, and and those bad decisions become amplified because he's not going to get the ball another ten times before before half time sort of thing. So, I think I think there there is definitely a huge um, growth and development in him in his decision making. But you know, there's definitely a very good player there. Um, it's an interesting question. We had the debate on the huddle breakdown even quite early in the season when the, the perception amongst a lot of fans would have been that Jota was flying, and James and James's view was that we could possibly get better value in the market. And I, and I was like being quite pro Jota at that time. Um, I would say that I'm, I'm wavering a little bit on that front in terms of, you know, if the figures quoted are, are, are accurate and we have choices to make in the summer around you know, where we spend that money, then, you know, is, is, is another winger available who's probably less, Less money that could could equally be developed. Possibly, I think we should always be asking that question, irrespective of who we try and sign. So, I don't think he's is is isn't as good as form as he was before his injury. Um, I, I think the data pretty much backs that up. Mm. Um, but uh, but I still think you know again, 
it's very difficult to come off the back of a, a defeat, however painful, and start sort of throwing players out the door. Do you know what I mean? I'd, I'd, I wouldn't. I don't personally want to get into that, and I don't. Not something I would normally do. See the thing as well, and you made a good point last week, and it was um, around the, the amount of game time that a player like Hatati has had in his entire senior career, and I think that. Um, people tend to forget that the likes of Cameron Carter, Vickers and Jota, uh, and again, it's, a, it's something I would double-check, but they're playing a lot of football and a lot more football than they are used to as well because, I mean, Carter Vickers has played more games for Celtic than any other club that he's been with, and I think we are his his seventh loan club, so eight clubs he's had, um, and he's played more games for Celtic in a short space of time than anywhere else. Um, so, yeah, there's going to be drop-offs as well. I'm a big fan of both players and um, this this is uh, the Coglu coming in five league games that's what it comes down to and I think that if you get a big performance from the likes of Jota in the other fixture against Rangers at Celtic Park then afternoons like today are quickly forgotten about cherry bombs have not won anything yet let's go back to 2003 <laughs> where we were going for everything and we won nothing. It can be a huge exertion going for uh, European glory, absolutely. And on Facebook, sorry, I don't know who it is that's posted this, but thanks for getting involved. The league is the end game. I think that there's been no real um, mass reaction or hysteria to that defeat today, Alan, either by yourself, me, or anyone in the comments, to be honest, because I think everybody has got that same view that, you know what, as long as we win the next two games in the league, then we're going to be happy. Uh, we're talking about trebles before today's game kicked off, but even a double is an astonishing achievement for Ange Borsakoglu when you consider the state of play when he came in. And I think when you're looking at uh, Love It, R- Rogic is class. Yeah, he is. Today doesn't change that. Just poor today as he was getting shut down very quickly. Yeah, he was. Um, and Frank, here we go. I'm not worried about the league in the slightest. We would be worried... Um, cup football is a one-off game as it should be the difference in styles was apparent today but we didn't impose ours no we did not and I think that Ange is very much one of these guys who go away and ensure that this doesn't happen uh, when we meet them at Celtic Park as well and it'll be a much happier post-match but I'll tell you what that was 30 minutes that went in really quickly Alan very disappointing after 120 minutes where Celtic have been knocked out of the Scottish Cup Rangers will face Hearts in the final who beat Hibs Yesterday, still plenty to play for for Celtic before the end of the season. Thanks everybody for getting involved. Just a few reminders: get yourself on the YouTube channel. We're giving away two tickets for the Armadillo on the 31st of May. Uh, all you need to do is subscribe. We've only got 26 subs to go until we're up at 18.3 thousand. Thanks everybody for supporting us, as always, um, and like the video on YouTube because apparently that helps the algorithm, Alan. That's what I've been told anyway, so I'm putting that out there. Uh, Help the algorithm by giving us the thumbs up um, and hopefully we can continue uh, to get as many people involved in a Celtic state of mind as possible. Thanks all for joining us and thank you again, Alan Morrison, for joining me on a Celtic state of mind.
message and data rates may apply. Guys, got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head, comb it over, wear a hat? Just stop. This is in 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration experts, can give you your real hair back permanently. Check them out today because they're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to anyone that texts EASY to 203203. Dude, you don't have to look like your dad because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment. People all over the country trust Bosley because they're ahead of the curve. They use the latest technology to give you your real hair back. And the best part? Bosley's permanent solution is protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Let Bosley show you for free how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off. Text EASY to 203203. That's B-A-S-Y to 203203. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet but if their internet comes from a cell phone network you should know it's just phone internet not home internet keep your home up to speed with cox cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5g home internet cox is the real home internet you're looking for Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas visit cox.com internet for details Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. At Discount Tire, we know your time is valuable. Get 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online. Did you know Discount Tire now sells wiper blades? Check out our current deals at DiscountTire.com or stop in and talk to an associate today. Discount Tire. Let's get you taken care of. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.